Yes, indeed. Glory be to God. I'm so happy to see you again. And uh, I thank God for your life. Uh, I am so sure. I think today I was expecting that the service will be, the presence of the people will be smaller than this. I know how most of you were busy with the Bridget's marriage. I saw you all day yesterday. And the way I saw you, I'm like, if I don't leave this place early, these guests cannot dance. Pastor has to go so that he can be free to dance. <laughs> I saw how you served. And it's amazing that today you are all here despite the tiredness. You didn't make yourself any excuse. I know some people left there around 2 o'clock in the morning. Some people a bit later. And even in your tiredness you are here. May the Lord count that as righteousness for you. For me that is what we call the love of God. I don't know if you have this song in tree. But in my language there is this song which says, You are called to come and serve. Either it is raining, either it is snowing, I would come and serve. But what I realize is, very often, especially in Africa, when it is raining, then we have very good excuse not to come and serve. The pastor would come, oh sister, I didn't see you today, yeah, because of the rain, you know. Then why do you sing it in the song that if it is raining, you will come and serve? But God bless you. And I'm so happy to see the people that have been baptized also today. Amen. Some are not here. I believe someone is recording the sermon. Is somebody recording the sermon? Thank you so much, our media officer. <laughs> The message I'm sharing with you today is not a sermon, I'm not preaching. But I want to address those who have been baptized recently. Amanda, thank you for opening the floor for us. And I want to remind those who have been baptized also before. And also to address those who will be getting baptized. About the realities of baptism. One of the things we discovered last Sunday was in Romans chapter 6. When we, or when we understood, that's when we are baptized with Jesus, we are baptized into his death. We are buried with him. And as Jesus was raised from the dead, so are we also raised into the newness of life. To live a new life. 
We are introduced into a new reality. We are introduced into a new life. Something has come to an end. And something new has begun. And Paul said, the life that I now live. It is no longer a life, my life. But it is Christ who lives in me. And based on that, I am going to speak to you about the regulations for a new living. Regulations for a new living. How do we live in this new life? In this newness of life. We are going to read Corinthians, uh, Colossians chapter 3. And we are going to read it verse by verse as I speak about it. We have a resume. A summary, exactly, of how to live in this newness of life. I have fallen in love with an English version Called, a, a German version called God Spricht Heute. Who has it? <laughs> Who has that version? God Spricht Heute. Okay, somebody smartly get it for us on food. God Spricht Heute. It is a Bible verse. Yeah, it's a Bible version. Bible version, sorry. Like the Luther Bible, open up your island. There is one called God's Priest Pointer. Do you have it? No. No one has it? Oh. Brother James, is that it? Number three, Galatians. Yeah, we are reading Colossians chapter 3, but I need a particular German version. Oh, David. David has a German book. Yes, uh, which version is that? Eberfelder? Eberfelder. Okay. Then let's... Okay, the specific version I need, I was... Um, when I was reading the Bible studies with... Sean... Uh, Charlene. Uh, for the baptism, I realized that that version speak, speak, uh, speaks uh, uh, very directly with my uh, uh, James version. So I fall in love with it. <laughs> you don't have it online. You can't have it online. Or that might not be the name of the version. Very careful if I said so. Anyways, we will read. Uh, no, we shouldn't stand up because we are reading and I'm preaching, explaining the verse. So we should be seated. But please pay so much attention. Which version are you using? Let's see. Yeah, this, this sounds a bit interesting. <laughs> Let us go. So, let us start from last Sunday. Let us start from last Sunday. The reality is 
You who have been baptized. And all of you who have been baptized. You have risen with Jesus. The reason why we immerse you in baptism. Is to symbolically show how you are buried with Jesus. And once you come out of the water, it shows how you've been raised with Jesus. Now Colossians 3 1 says, you have been raised. With Jesus, there is something you got to do. First of all, beloved, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Do you see that instruction? Since you have been raised with Christ, you need to set your heart on things above. Because when you have been baptized, you have proven to everyone that you are now being born again. And being born again, you are being born again into Christ. You get it. When we are born first, the natural birth we are born into this world. But the birth in Christ, the new birth, we are no longer born into this world, but we are born into Christ. Oh, how I wish you can understand that. And because we are born into Christ, and Christ is from the above, and he is seated above, the first thing to do is to transform the focus of our heart. We have to set it now. Where our life is. We have to set it onto the kingdom of which we belong. We are now children of the kingdom of God. We are we have now become heavenly citizens and therefore our hearts should be set on the things of heaven set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated 
on the right side of God. That is regulation number one. This is a matter of choice. You either choose to search your heart on the things of God, on the heavenly things, or you choose to still set your heart on the earthly things. But we don't know the difference between heavenly things and earthly things. Because the things we see below, things we see on the earth, no matter how good and beautiful they are, they are temporal. They pass away. Oh, James makes it very clear that this world and everything in it, beloved, they do pass away. They are not eternal. But Things that are above, things that are with Christ, things that are in Christ, they are eternal. They abide forever. Therefore, setting our hearts on things above is setting our hearts on eternity. Because, because we are born again, we have eternal life. Therefore, our heart must be attached to that which is eternal. Set your heart on things above. Where your good things are. That is where your heart is. Is that not what Jesus says? Where your treasure is. That is where your heart is. Our treasure is in heaven. Because Christ is our life. And life is more valuable than anything. And because Christ is our life and He is in heaven, what we do is we set our heart on things from our back. Regulation number two. After setting your hearts there, now we come to our mind. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. I am speaking about regulations for a new living. The old life that we have lived finds its fulfillment on earthly things. Its joy in earthly things. But we are no longer living that life. We now have a new life. Therefore, our mind must be set on heavenly things, not on earthly things. Why? For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, 
Und wie Gott, der in unser Leben auftaucht. Then you will appear with him in glory. Dann wirst du auch mit ihm in Herrlichkeit auftauchen. That is the hope we carry in the new life. Das ist die Hoffnung, die wir tragen im neuen Leben. That one day Jesus will come. Das eines Tages Jesus kommen wird. He is our life. Er ist unser Leben. And when he comes. Und wenn er kommt. We will appear with him in glory. Dann werden wir mit ihm auftauchen. We shall reign with him. We shall live with him in glory. For he is our life. And the life we live now, it is a secured life. It is a protected life. It is a life of freedom and guarantee. It is a life that nothing can touch. It is untouchable. For God has decided to put our life in Christ and to put Christ in Himself so that we are united with Christ and we are united with God. Beloved, I am not speaking philosophical things to you. These are the new realities that we experience in Christ Jesus. The new realities that we carry. We are living a new life. Verse 5. And it is because it is like this that we need to do something. We need to put to death everything that belongs to the earthly nature. You see that? Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, Evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. We now have a task to put them to death. I know some of you, your expectations were after the baptism, all these things you have been struggling with automatically, bam, they disappear. No. Now begins a process. Yes, begin a process. And the process we are supposed to actively work in this process. Everything that belongs to the old life. We now need to put them to death. That means they still live with us. As long as we continue to live in this body, they still live with us. But what we need to do now is to put them to death. How do we put them to death? I give you a simple way of doing of putting them to death. They are alive where you keep on feeding them. How do you feed them? By practicing them, by doing them, by committing them, you are feeding them. They become healthy. 
They become strong. They become powerful. Because anything that you feed, any living things that you feed, grow. But the best way to put these elements, every element, to death is to stop feeding them. By saying no to committing them. By saying no to practicing them. Maybe before you were baptized, your struggle has been sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, impurity. Maybe that was the struggle. Now that you have been baptized, you are born again. You become conscious of your new identity. And then you realize that the identity now I carry. There are certain things that we don't do anymore. Not that we don't do it because someone gives us laws and regulations not to do that. But because we understand that is no longer part of who we are. Because every one of us that was baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. And beloved, that is now our new identity. Therefore we become conscious. Outside of who we are. Then automatically comes the challenge. Because we are still living in the flesh. All the challenges to do again that you, you were doing before they come. But being conscious of your identity tells you No, we don't do that. Things like that, we don't do it. Why don't you do it? Because that is no longer part of my identity. Therefore, fornication, I'm not coming. My body is, my flesh is tempted. My flesh is vielleicht versucht. I know. But I resist it. I said I am not going to pollute my identity just because of 10 minutes enjoyment. I will not exchange the glory that I carry with 30 minutes enjoyment. And this becomes a conscious decision that we take. And then you are pushed, you are pushed, you are pushed. And then when you see yourself weak before the situation, you say, Holy Spirit, I am weak before this situation. Give me the strength to overcome. And before you realize, you overcome that situation today. Two weeks later, it comes again. You fight the struggle again. One month it comes again. You fight it again. Before you realize, you are putting to death sexual immorality. 
immorality in your body. And the devil will say, let me look for another strategy. This one is no more working. Let me look for another temptation. And then you have to work Those, that is the way we progress in the new identity. But what is most important is the consciousness, the awareness of the new identity that we carry. We will get there. But let me tell you the picture. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 27, when Paul said, All of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. Do you remember that? Therefore, there is no longer Jew, no Gentile, no slave, no free, no woman, no man. We are all one, and our identity has become Christ. Galatians and the Romans understood that very well. Do you know how they understood that? Because there were sects at that time. Um, the sects. Sect, mm? Yes. Sect and these sects, they had what we call initiations. Um, this is the initiations. You know, you are initiated into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you are initiated into something. Yeah, and you have to go through some rituals. And when you go through the ritual, and then you come out, you are initiated, then they will give you some specific dresses that to put on. It can be white robe, it can be black robe, depending on their color. And anybody who sees you wearing that dress can automatically identify you with the sect, with the group. And in that same context, Paul is saying that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, we are putting on, we are putting on a dress, a robe, and that robe is Jesus Christ. That means anybody who is us will directly identify us with the Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful thing. And beloved, this is not just a theory. It is a reality. So when we are aware of the dress that we put on every day, anything that will make the dress dirty, we resist it. We resist it. Sometimes you may fall into it. But it doesn't matter. Because the transformation is not a one-day event. It is a process. Understand it. Emily, that is why you try to let us understand. Maybe I am still struggling.
struggling with something. But God does not make me a non-Christian. No, I still carry the identity. The process is on. The process is on. I will continue in the process until we fully enter that maturity. The fullness of Christ. Put to death, therefore. Put them to death. Put them to death. These are the things our body struggles for. Our flesh wants to be satisfied with these things. Put them to death. Resist them. Say no to them. Even if it is difficult, resist them. They are no longer part of our identity. Put to death, therefore, sexual immorality. This is actually one of the struggles our generation is fighting with. When we look at our media, our, our, our internet, oh, we are bombarded with these things, the joy of sex, the fulfillment in sexual activities, and 99,99% of them is not sexual activities in the right framework, but as sparse, as fun, and we meet it daily. In our friend groups, they seem to be weird. You are weird. Yeah, you are foolish. I mean, all the ladies of your age are having fun and you are trying to abstain yourself from things like that. And today, if you talk about sex in the framework of marriage only, it's like, oh, this is little utter lady. <laughs> our, 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 our world has changed. But the principles of the kingdom, they are still here. Therefore, resist them. Impurity. Anything that makes us dirty. Last. Oh man, we suffer from that so much. You just see the girl, wow. <laughs> this one, now wow. We suffer from it. Especially now that everything is about how to look. Oh man, we have serious problems. Because they will be looking so good and so beautiful. They are learning every day how to become better and to look more and more beautiful and new products are coming. Yes. New product designs are coming. Yes. So they are not the problem. We are the problem and we have the problem. If we think making rules and laws for women is what makes our case better, then I'm sorry, we will have excuses until we die. But we need to tame ourselves. We need to domesticate. We need to, to, to have what we call self-control. We need to have ourselves under 
Gesetz zu machen. For them. Für die. But it changes nothing. Aber es wird nichts ändern. But we need to work on the last in S. Wenn wir nicht an der Lust arbeiten. She looks round. Oh yeah, she's a good creation of God. She looks sleep. Oh, she's a wonderful creation of God. Not beyond that. But when we look at our piercings, when we look at our wife, we say, wow, she is amazingly created. And then make your own fantasies in your head. It doesn't matter, no one cares. We need to go beyond last. Because the next person, because of all these things, <laughs> the wrath of God is coming to the earth. So if we are part of these things, the wrath of God will fall on us. But because we have to escape the corruption of the flesh, that is why we are born anew into Christ. Therefore, our way of seeing things change. Our way of judgment changes. He said, you used to walk in these ways, number seven. In the life you once lived. But number eight. You must rid yourself of all these things. Anger. Rage. Malice. Slander, filthy languages from your lips. You see, this is belong to the old nature. Now we get angry and no one can control us and we do things on our own way with, with anger. Yes. Now that we are born again, they don't disappear automatically. What we now need to do is to get rid of them. It's like, oh, I used to be angry. No, I do not want to be angry anymore. I will try to be avoiding anger as much as possible. Get rid of it. Push it away from you. Every time you get angry, you say I will not act because anger will not control my my actions anymore. I get angry, I don't speak. I go and sleep. If I can't sleep, I go and pray. If I can't pray, I go and cry alone. I will not talk. I will not act. No. We are no longer under the control of this element. As a Christians, we are controlled by the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the true children of God. Why then should I allow anger to leave me? I like it sometimes when people get angry and they enter the room and they close the door, die. I say, yeah, that is good. Yeah. Go and sleep. Yeah. And then you sleep and you're like, okay, good. You take some tea and everything becomes normal. Yes! So we need to get free of these things. Rage. Hey, sometimes we drivers. 
Foot back. I am added to my body. No, Christian, we don't just talk. We don't just say anything. We don't insult people. We don't denigrate people. We don't say bad things against people. These filthy languages, we throw them away. Our way of talking must change. You don't lie to each other. Tell the truth to one another. No matter how painful it will be. Speak the truth to one another. Lies come from the old person. Yes, it is the old person that does not tell the truth. Because we learn this from Satan. There is no truth in him. From the very beginning, he has just been a liar. Wherever he appears, it's just about lies. And our natures have gotten this. But in the new nature, oh, we tell the truth to each other. Why? Because we have put all the old self. And we now put on the new self with all its practices. You see the transformation that takes place? Something has come to an end. And something new has begun. We put on the new self. And the stand says this new self is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. The new self is Christ's identity. Now it is being renewed in the knowledge of Christ. That means the more we are getting to know Christ, the more we are being transformed. And this is where I say it is a process. We are transformed today to that level. Then our knowledge of Christ, whom he is, increases. And then we realize that all oh, these things also should not be part of Christ's identity. And we are transformed, we throw them away, and we continue throughout our life in this transformation. It is being renewed. Verse 11. And in this identity, there is no German. There is no Ghanaian, there is no Jew, there is no Gentile, there is no barbarian, there is no free, there is no slave, there is no university graduate, there is no dropout. All those things don't matter. Oh, he's a university graduate. It doesn't matter in this identity. Oh, he's a big guy. It doesn't matter in this identity. Don't seem to not care. What counts is Christ is in all and he is all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, look at how the scripture is addressing us. Verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, sisters, do you know we are chosen by God? Brothers, do you know you are chosen by God? We are God's chosen people. 
Wow. Wow. Holy. Do you know you are holy? No, you don't say yes to that. Because you start to think, hey, the way I danced yesterday, Pastor, I really seen. I saw you on Shanda's picture. And Shanda's video. I saw you. As God holy people. The people born is calling holy here. Are the very people he is telling to put away certain things? That means they still have those things. Then he said, God's chosen people. Holy people. Oh, Christ is our righteousness. Christ is our holiness. Therefore, when God sees us, he only sees the holiness of Christ. We are the holy people of God. We are the chosen people of God. Do not let anything let you think that you are not good enough. No. That has nothing to do with it. It is not about you. Jesus says, I have chosen you. And it's not you who have chosen yourself. Clothe yourself with compassion. Verse 12. Clothe yourself with compassion. Wow, I know. Uh, Martina is making wonderful designs of clothes and dresses for you to wear. But as you are wearing them, there are some other things that we need to wear. That we need to put on our identity. Compassion. 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 Oh, my brother is in this situation. We have to do something to help. Compassion. Compassion. We need to clothe ourselves with compassion. How compassionate are we with one another? Jesus shows his compassion in everything. Even though he was gone, he came into the tomb of Lazarus. He saw how people were crying. He saw how Lazarus died. The Bible says, and Jesus wept. A sign of compassion. How he feels for us. How he felt for his friend as well. Clothe yourself with kindness. Oh, let us be kind towards one another. Let us be kind towards one another. That was everybody. You know, these are our identities. Not only in the church. One of the things we have understood in this church is that we do not come here for the sake of coming but we come here in order to be transformed that we will be able to transform everywhere we are. So are you doing house music? Are you doing work? Are you having your own company? All these things that we are talking about, you incarnate them. You incarnate them in you. No. All these, yes, they are in you. 
So I'm not saying the compassion to people, compassionate to people of the generation here. Alone. Not to be kind with people of the living generation church alone. That is not the gospel. These are the things we put on everywhere we are. At work. There is this neighbor who never likes you. There is this colleague who never likes you. He dislikes you. You don't know why. But you do not take part in disliking people. In hating people. That is not our identity. Even though he doesn't like us, we love him. And we show him kindness. You see him in some situation. Oh, colleague, can I help you? How can I help you? And then she will stand up and say, What? This Pamela that I dislike wants to help me. And you are not acting it. Nay, nay, that's a special schauspiel. Yeah, you are not acting it. You mean it sincerely from your heart. Humility. Put on humility. That is a sign of greatness. Be humble to each other. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. For he will raise you up in the due day. I, I, I was watching a, a, a Facebook here and I saw a well known pastor who spoke about humility in the context of marriage. And I sprach über die Ermittlung und Krankheit der Ehe. Und ich dachte, wow, das macht so viel Sinn. Speziell, jetzt wenn wir junge Frauen haben, well exposed, well educated, die sehr gebildet sind, die bald heiraten werden. Manchmal sind wir nicht einig. Der Gentleman kommt zu dir. Are you interested in me? Okay, let's start with the list. We already have your third degree. You love. What is the third degree? You say, okay, we have your masters. No, I don't have. Okay, so what is your salary? How much do you earn in your can you even buy my dress? You know, and then you said we set ourselves some standards. That we look down upon people. But you see, the person you are seeing today in this situation. If only God can open our eyes to see the greatness of God in them. We will know that this gentleman will not remain like this forever. God will change his life history. And you will become somebody that you cannot compare to today. So the world has its standard. Paul says, therefore, we do no longer see anyone from the worldly point of view. Oh, I hope I'm speaking to someone. Gentleness and patience. Uh, very soon we will be having children. 
I am learning daily how to be more patient with children. <laughs> because it's not easy. You will think you are patient with children until you have children yourself. <laughs> then you know that there is a difference between when you see Pastor Big Son and you say, hey, Nikki, and he said, no, when he start messing up with you at home, and then you will really learn to know how to be patient. How we need to be patient. Man. We need to learn to be patient with our women. Future wives, learn to be patient with your husband. Oh, bear with each other. Bear with each other. Bear with each other. You know, in this situation, she is very difficult. Bear it with her. In this situation, she is very complicated. Bear with each other. Bear with each other. None of us is perfect. Therefore, we need to bear with one another. It simply means accept one another the way they are. Accept each other. And forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. No exception here. What they are grievous it is. Oh, forgive. Forgive. As the Lord forgive you. And over all, put all the virtue of love. Since you are all of the same body and you are called to peace. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. No, let the word of Christ, the 16. Yeah. Let it dwell in you. Because when the word of Christ dwells in you, it transforms your way of talking. You begin to admonish one another with wisdom. With psalms. With hymns. With spiritual songs. And with gratitude in our hearts. You see, out of the abundance of the heart speaks the mouth. So if our heart is full with the word of Christ, anytime we speak with one another, we talk to one another, it's with love, admonishment, lifting up people, our words transforming people. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Thanks to the Father through you. Therefore, wives and future wives and wives to be submit yourself to your husbands. This is fitting to the Lord. Submit. Learn now to submit even before you enter into marriage. Husbands, love your wives. Love them. Love them. And do not be harsh with them. Sometimes we men, we are very smart in doing things. We are smart without thinking, you know. Yeah. 
women need time to think. You know, someone says, when you ask uh, a man, what are you thinking about this situation? And he says, I'm not thinking about anything. Then it means really it is empty there. It's really not empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we act sometimes without thinking so much. But ladies need time to think. There are more consequences than us. Someone said that is why women live longer. <laughs> we shouldn't be harsh on them. Children! And all of us are still children here. Obey your parents in the law. But this is pleasing to the law. God wants us to be obedient to our parents. And parents, do not embitter your children. Or they will be discouraged. You are soon to become parents and we have parents among us. The word of God is not one-sided. He knows that when children submit themselves, obey their parents, and their parents always embitter them, then their company will not be there. They will become disrespectful. They will become rebellious. They are only waiting to be 18 years old and leave your house and you will not see them again. Even the church, they will not come again. But God is teaching us how to be in a harmonious family, in a restored family. So parents, do not make your children angry. Empower them. Show love. Employees. Humble yourself to your masters. And masters. Treat your employees very well. People who are working under you, treat them very well. You see, their transformation must affect every area of our life. From home to the society to the community to the church all this identity we carry on must be visible. And this is the only way we can play the role of ambassadors. For we are the ambassadors of Christ. Marcos came to testify about the contract that he has made. What the blessing of God. And you will see that technically, God is positioning each and every one of us in strategic places. If you think it is just to make money, then you fail. No, you are at that position as a representative of the kingdom of God. As a light that you shine for people. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Whatever you do, not only whatever you do in church, no, 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 no. 
whatever you do in school, at work, in your company, do it with all your heart. Because we know that we are going to be rewarded. Am I saying, even if I am doing cleaning, God will reward me for that. I'm going to give account of it for a reward. Yes. Am I saying even the family that I am taking care of, I'm going to give account of it to God for a reward. Yes. Am I saying this clinic I am working in and I'm earning my normal salary? I'm going to give account of the work I am doing there, even to God for any reward. Yes. Am I saying the work I am doing at the gym? I'm going to give account to God about it. Yes. Everything we do. You know, some of us we think the account we are going to give God is I didn't commit adultery, I didn't steal, I didn't lie. No, 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 these are these are side things. You are going to give account of everything you do. That is why we cannot separate Sunday from Monday, Monday from Friday, Friday from Saturday. Anyone who does wrong. Now, even before that, he says, it is the Lord you are serving. You think you are employed by that boss to work for him, but it is the Lord you are serving. Therefore, if the boss is there or the boss is not there, you know the one you are serving is there. And you went accounted Anyone who does wrong will also be repaid for the wrong things he has done. Sometimes we are tempted. Ah, the boss is not there. I can steal some, some of these materials and bring them home. No, maybe we don't call it steal. I can take them and go and use them at home. Or that element there, oh, I can take some home. The Lord sees that. It is stealing. It is cheating. He said you will be repaid for that also. Sometimes some of us lose our works. No, why can this happen to me? I'm not saying if you lost your work, it is because you have done something bad. No. I'm doing bad things at work. When no one sees you, also leads to some of these things. But what I have tried to do today is to help us. To remind us about the rules for a new living. At the end of it all, Jesus is coming. And we are going to remain with him. But when he comes, let him say to us, You faithful servants. You faithful servants. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen.